A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome all. Uh, you're listening to Shafiq, Raheel and Hamza. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Verbal Outpost where we'd like to have an informal conversation about some real topics. Uh, we'd also like you to take part, so make sure you leave a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlook.com with your thoughts. Um, so going on to today's show, um, something I want to discuss is within the Muslim community, we make a lot of emphasis on sort of preparing for death and it's maybe it's not something we all think about too much but we're encouraged to so we prepare our wills our inheritance we think about sort of funeral arrangements um we, so some of us have debts um and unfortunately what ends up happening is after someone passes away our families end up having to uh pay that off and they have that burden to do it or they're obliged to do it um and some of us you know we even try to have some sort of on going charity, um, Sadaqa Jariya, um, set something up so that inshallah, after we pass away, um, we have good deeds build up um, and carry on for us so that it can give us a better life inshallah in the hereafter. And um, so this prep that we do is sort of done in this physical life while we're here on earth, you know, so it puts us in a better life in the hereafter. Um, but what I want to discuss today um, is the life we create online on social media um, and it might seem a bit unnecessary to, unnecessary to think about um, but it's a part of us that we leave behind whether we choose to or not um, so it's something it something that's important to think about um, and I remember a while back you know in science fiction um, people used to talk about living on um, after you die um, through AI or through technology and like in the robot or something. And, you know, it might seem a bit far-fetched, but, you know, the scientific world, they've made huge strides um, in that direction. I mean, if you think about it, we have a lot of technology um, that lives within our homes. We've got smartphones, um, smart devices, and they're all, every time you use it, it's recording something about you, it's recording information about you. And as we post things on social media, um, we're all creating like this digital profile about us and we're leaving this digital footprint. And that's something I want us to go into a little bit further because we post all these things on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, and these things will continue. They'll still be there online. Once you post something online, it stays there unless you actively do something about it. Um, so with my co-host today, um, I want to sort of discuss that a little bit further, find out what everyone's views are on about sort of social media and how we should handle that when that time comes, inshallah. Um, so on to our sort of first question that I posed to my host, the uh, co-host, um, what are your sort of thoughts um, on sort of the personas people create on social media? Do you think it's like an accurate reflection of who they actually are? I think from, it's, it's going to vary from person to person. Not everybody can be blanket pointed into one box of saying, you know, they're all fake, as it were, mm-hmm. um, or they're all genuine. There's going to have both ends of the spectrum and everything in between, um, and people using it for various purposes, you know, uh, personal use, uh, profiles that are there to gain attention, fame, whatever you want to call it there's all sorts of spectrums out there uh, that cover the grades in between. I mean, this is a massive topic. There's so many different angles that we could cover. It is. There's so many different topics we can 
topics, different angles that we can cover. I think what I would say, so in answer to your question, do people create an accurate reflection of who they are? No, I don't think they do. Mm. I get what he was saying. I think there is a spectrum. Yeah. I think the vast majority of people are on one end of the spectrum. And I think that is people can show the life that they want everybody to see, which is very different to the real life that they lead. Two very different things. There's a dig, an artificial digital life, and then there's the real world that they're living in. And very often they're completely different. Mm. So unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, it's not an accurate reflection. And I think if somebody is giving an accurate reflection, that's probably a little bit worrying because the amount of data um, about your personal self that you're putting out there is a little bit concerning because you've got things like identity theft at the very least. And mm. then you've got a lot more that can potentially happen. So it's a minefield out there with social media. Yeah, it is crazy what you can learn about someone just going through the social media. And I think, I mean, do you think people need to be a bit more cautious about what they post then? A, a, a little bit. I think this, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a, a little bit. Yeah. Do, do you know what's really interesting? Is that thankfully, thankfully, and, and I know we've talked about this in previous weeks, we've always been a little bit antisocial. The three of us, I, well, I know Raheel and I aren't <laughs> particularly on social media, so I cut it off about eight years ago. But in the past three, four years, there's been this big drive and big movement against social media, whereas it was the big in thing that actually now is, yeah, they've been screwing us over and they've been taking all of our personal data and they've been selling it onto people. And there's things like Cambridge Analytica, which manipulated this data to uh, influence the way that elections would go. So it's become very seedy and it's shown what can happen when you mix big corporations with private data and you throw money in there. So there's all you know, these combination of factors. And then you've got th this system of likes and this dopamine hit that you get when somebody likes a post that you've shared or a picture or a photo. So it's a real, you know, hodgepodge of a lot of quite nasty things. Thankfully, people are starting to realize that now, I think, I hope. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, now when I was thinking about sort of the lives we all sort of lead, it's like I was trying to sort of break it down a bit, and I was thinking, okay, there's one that we lived, you know, the life that we know, um, the one that one that we remember when we think back about our memories and the actions that we've taken, and then there's the one that we create on social media, um, whether that's accurate or not. But there's one, there's like a life we create on social media, and there's also the life that our friends and family see. So it's how they see us so i can live my life you know being a certain way um then on social media i can make out or pretend i'm living a different life and then with our family they see what another element of my life which maybe i don't necessarily show on social media which i don't show an honest view of how i'm actually living so do you know I mean so your mum's gonna see you in one way where your friend might see you another way, but that's how they see you. That's how they remember you. And that's the life that they re remember. I think uh, that makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah. so the first life you talked about yeah. is what it actually is. The second what actually one is, 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 is what we show on social media. Yeah. And the third one is how our family knows us. Actually, you could probably open that up um, tenfold. Yeah. And just mm. a few weeks ago, we talked about relationships. 
So if we look at the relationships with we have with different people, I have me personally, people know me very differently. Um, no doubt there's going to be some overlap and my personality, yeah, some people are going to see, but yeah, there's a filter that I put over mm. myself in front of certain people. So I have different relationships with different people, depending on who it is. I think so that's I think natural. I'd, I think I'd agree with that, but I th- or, or, again, I don't know if I misunderstood Shafiq's question, but I wouldn't um, showcase in any of the relationships I've got with anybody, you know, whether it's work, family, friends, whatever, um, as being something, you know, quote unquote, fake or something that's not genuinely me. It, is that what you was kind of alluding yeah, to? Sort of, yeah, sort of, because it, it, we may not necessarily do it, but I feel like I've come across people that have, where they act a certain way, which may not be a reflection of who they actually are. And, you know, people adapt and change the way they live their life. But, I mean, the reason I've sort of even brought this up is because, obviously, once that person passes away, though the way people remember and see them may be completely different to another person or to what they see on social media that continues on so they might think their their son is the most amazing person then someone said oh well look on social media look at all the stuff they've been getting up to and it's like wow oh no my son can't be like this no way my son's did this no way my son's done that and it's quite it's how you deal with that i think if, if, if the way i'd view something like that is, is there's a couple of parts to it really one is people get you know, effectively an addiction to social media um, in terms of having an account, um, having lots of posts, people following them, likes and all that kind of business. Um, and and they, they become obsessed with it um, to the point where they, well, that's all they can really think about. How do I get more likes? How do I get more viewers? How do I get more subscribers? And then on the other end, you've got the fuel that's feeding that, which is the people that are obsessed with viewing these things and it could be something silly, you know, somebody's doing something completely pointless, but it provides a form of entertainment. So do you think that people have a bit too much freedom when it comes to sort of what they post online? I think um, people do find there's um, more freedom behind the keyboard, behind the screen. Um, and that might be why they have a different personality, a different life, as it were, online compared to in person, because they may want to enact something in their mind but in person they can't do it because they're scared of what people might say or do or react to that whereas when you do it behind a screen you've got a bit of a protection almost i I think shafiq you've touched on a real important question around digital footprint so what do we so a lot of the converse so you mentioned at the beginning as well we talk about things like wills inheritance any debts that we have so there's this very tangible life that we leave behind. But what about that digital life that we leave behind, that digital footprint? Um, yeah, that can be anything from your uh, internet search history, your YouTube search history, your profile on Netflix, which has been customized with all your, uh, you know, the list that you'd saved right all the way up until, um, yeah, your Facebook account and what you post posted to social media really i would just see the digital footprint as an extension of the you know physical world so the same way that people make certain 
uh, or, or lead certain lives or are careful with how um, you know, how people may be careful with their money or their finances or with their home or with their property is the same way. You have to treat your digital footprint and your digital property in a very similar way where you have to be very careful with it, with what you post, with how much you post, with how much you give away, how much you divulge. Is there some automatic deletions? I would say actually there needs to be some basic digital literacy around what you post, around what you share and what you allow companies to take from your browsing or whatever it is. Um, so me as an example, I'm very, very careful. I don't opt into very much. Um, I have automatic deletion on a lot of stuff. Um, GDPR as well. If there's, I'm, I'm one of those annoying customers where if I get some random email, I'll probably try and find out how have you got my details? How have you got my data? So there is a point around that is that we do need to be very careful and then bringing it back to your point, Shafiq, specifically about the life that we leave behind on social media by extension. That's very important. It's very important that we are careful with what we divulge and what we uh, put up on our social media channels because that's what people are going to see afterwards. If there's some bad there, that's that's going to continue after we go. If there's some good, then you know that benefits other people and is hopefully a sadhgajariya for us. Mm. I mean, there's something I was thinking about as well. Is like we in the past we sort of discussed uh, ex-Muslims, and it's interesting that they find that being online is where they get um, where they get their freedom to discuss what they want to discuss and be themselves, be their true self. Where physically they can't you know where they're in front of people they're having to almost live a lie and there's probably a lot of people out there like that where they're almost living a lie uh, but online they feel like they can just be themselves and express themselves would you agree with that uh, does it happen yes it does happen do i agree with it hell no no of course not that's silly anyone can access it how many how many people have you gone have you yeah put their name into google and had a look around and they've got their whole life on there and you just think gosh that says more about the person than it does anything else and it shows that this person i'll be completely honest completely blunt that shows that the person's quite immature is what i would say or, or the judgment that i would form in my mind and we said last week as well that everybody does form judgments that is the judgment that is a conclusion that i would arrive at is that the person is immature I'm not sure if I'd agree with that, but <laughs> I don't know. I just think that I can see why some people would do that, where they feel like, look, this is their only way to sort of vent, is going online and creating. I mean, it depends where they're doing it, I suppose. You know, if it's on social media and they're posting pictures and whatnot, it's out in the open in the public space, people are going to see that. Um, if it's doing it in some sort of forum, um, like the ex-Muslims um, thing on Reddit I mentioned, where they're doing it on there and it's sort of almost anonymous to a certain extent, then, you know, they feel like they're able to express themselves. I mean, and sorry, going back to the topic itself and how people are, you know, expressing themselves on social media, do you think the rules are sort of different to what people are allowed to post online compared to, um, I don't know, what's uh, put on TV? You know, the things that your videos and um, because I was thinking about it in my head, it's like people have gotten to a point where they feel like they can just post whatever they like. However, let's say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, what's broadcast on TV, there's regulations in place about what 
can be shown. Whereas an individual person, they feel like, look, I've got the freedom. I can put whatever I like. I can, if I want to share this video, if I want to post this picture, I can do whatever I like. It doesn't matter who sees it. I mean, that is one advantage. That is one benefit that we've received. Um, anybody can, it, it's got down, as with anything, there's pros and cons. Um, that is one of the pros of social media, YouTube. It allows anybody to be able to create and contribute content without, uh, and where historically you would have to, if you wanted to create a TV series or something, you'd have to go through mainstream TV, mainstream radio, or a newspaper if you wanted to publish some content, whereas anybody can have a voice or a, or an opinion nowadays. I mean, that, that's got advantages sometimes. It's got disadvantages because at times it can be the blind that end up getting a voice and then leading the blind as well. So it, it can work both ways, but it has really opened up the world and made content contribu contribution much more accessible for everyone yeah you're right there are pros and cons i mean sometimes i question why certain people are allowed to have social media accounts just based on what they share but then i find it really helpful you know if i want to do some diy or something around the house you can just go straight out to youtube search a video and that's it you find a whole bunch of instructions from someone who's been there done that you can you know so there's a lot of positives there but it's worrying about with all the negative stuff that's on social media um, and I know there is regulation in place, but do you think they're sort of doing enough to control that? I think it's a tricky one because they want to tighten it up to a degree, but also allow people to still make content because then that's how they're going to make their money, isn't it? Mm. Are, are you talking so, about co content creators or are you talking about... The platforms. No, the, the platforms. So like the platforms. Uh, in terms of the content, I think that's going to be down to you know the individual being responsible for themselves, and and posting stuff that is reasonable, really. Uh, I mean, like Shafiq mentioned, you know DIY guys and all that stuff. That's beneficial. There's no issues with that kind of stuff. But but that wouldn't reflect negatively on anybody, would it? If you posted up how to make I don't know a floating shelf or something like that. It's not going to reflect badly in you as a deed, is it? Are you guys familiar with the business model of these big online platforms? So, so content platforms, so things like Facebook or YouTube. So in terms of, of in terms models. of how they make money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, through you mean like through ad revenue and data collection. You know, yeah, I've got yeah. sort of like a rough idea. Um, the more they learn about you, the more they make money, and it's all about how they can sell things to you essentially mm. and sell whether it's a service um and the only way they can do that is more, the more they learn the better they'll be at doing that yeah yeah so uh yeah pretty much that so the more you uh the more information you give to facebook the better they can tailor business advertisements to particular cohorts um, I mean, I, I use Facebook, I use Instagram for marketing. So both of them, um, that, that, that's how they monetize it. That's how they make money is by knowing who you are and knowing everything about you and then pushing adverts directed towards you. Um, so, so in terms of 
yeah, content creation. Um, are they, do they really get money from that directly? No, not really, not really. It just makes the platform, the social media site a bit more interesting to retain users rather than directly linked to that business model. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. Yeah, if just... they have, sorry, I was gonna say, surely if they have more users, more people interacting, that's, that's the information they're looking for, right? About each individual user kind of thing. Yeah, to a degree, to a degree, yeah, yeah. But 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 in terms of it's it's more of an indirect way. So if if, if somebody prom, if somebody publishes good quality content, Facebook aren't directly going to monetize that. If that makes sense, yeah. Okay. Um, but but the users that then consume that content or watch that video, hmm. yeah, it will be t it will have certain tags. I mean, that's typically how an AI works. It will have certain tags associated with it, and then uh, the AI can. Yeah, make a judgment. All right, these people are viewing videos to do with DIY. Oh, and mm. by the way, they've you know they, they like the B and Q website. So okay, we can uh, advertise some bathroom tiles to them. Yeah, yeah I mean, makes sense. Yeah, because uh, my wife, yeah, she was uh, she was searching um, something on Facebook. It was some. Uh, do you know you can get card payments um, using the devices, the handheld devices um yeah. so she was searching that and that's it now after she searched it the one time just to see what the cost was and whatnot and that's it continue on facebook now she's scrolling through p other posts she just non-stop ads about those sort of devices and it's just crazy just one search of something and that's it they think that's something you're interested in let's push it and that's how they're going to monetize yeah. it and, and, and to be honest i mean businesses have to make money um, mm. and from a marketing perspective that's pretty good. So I, I have no issue with seeing that. I don't have an issue with that happening. Um, but me personally, do I divulge a whole load of um, data and information? I, I try to restrict it where possible. Mm -hmm. I try to restrict it. Okay, alhamdulillah. Um, so we've sort of discussed, you know, uh, our social media um, platform and whether we have profiles and what we think about other people's profiles. So inshallah, um, in the next part of the show we'll go into what we leave behind after we sort of die and how we deal with that um so inshallah after the break we'll continue on in the show um just so you know this is a pre-recorded so uh, show so unfortunately we can't take any phone calls so um we'll continue on shortly inshallah assalamu alaikum